setting. Whoa! I got a great idea for the next segment. <coughs> Let's do this. Style one. One, one two, three, pick. One, two, three, D's. One, two, three, up. Okay, you're good at this, aren't you? Hello, everybody, and welcome to Pick These Up. This is our first podcast, and today I'm joined with our permanent hosts, Mr. Davis and Junior. Would you like to introduce the hey. show, guys? Um, I'm Junior. I'm 15, and me, me and Mr. Davis and Ruan go to the same school. Well, now they have someone to D- attack us. <laughs> <laughs> Um, my name is Mr. Davis. Uh, I am also a uh, 15-year-old. No, I, I'm I'm the teacher, <laughs> and uh, I I'm uh, here um, just to uh, provide a different perspective, uh, kind of uh, a oh, Generation boomers. X perspective. I'm not a boomer. No, boomers <laughs> start. Hey, boomers start. He's like 63. Like. Uh, Back Sounds like something 46. a boomer would say. Born in '79. Boomer versus hey. Zoomer debate I'm on what's a boomer be. Oh my god! Well, I, anyway, and I'm being ganged up here by a bunch of 15-year-olds. They're, you know, well, thank you so much, but still, your ages together is still not even close to my age. So, but boomer, that would fall on you. Anyway, <laughs> you're contradicting yourself, Mr. Davis. Not a boomer. <laughs> you basically I, said I, that you're not a boomer, and then you put I'm a boomer, but I'm a, you, can, you can be an old non-boomer. No, the definition, you should look boomer it up. Boomer isn't okay. about Let age, me, it's about wait, personality. Lads, lads, oh. lads, we're getting off topic. This is a topic for oh. another day, by the way. Stick, uh, I mean, no, subscribe to Pick These Up Podcast to stay listen tuned. more about boomers. Yes, sir, stay tuned. Well, maybe... Maybe that our ages might affect what we think about the topic, right? Because I think what yeah. our, our, our man Definitely. Ruhan here, yeah, because you he's you... got an idea. What, what's his idea? I'm sorry, I'm so old. I'm, I mean, like I, dementia setting in. I, I, I can, uh, Junior, what, make, what makes a, a good film a good film? Like, what really makes a good film a good uh. film? Yeah, I, I really right, like right. the way we're approaching this because, like, you obviously grew up on different films. I grew up on different films. Even Ruhan grew, grew up on different films. So, like, it is kind of going to be interesting to see the different perspectives here. Yeah, and we grew up from different places in the world, right? We came. Yeah, from that's different... right. Yep. That's right. That's very true. Yeah. So this will be interesting. Um, okay, so, again, Ruhan, why are we talking about this on a Saturday well, night? So 23 p.m. <laughs> well, I, I don't think you need to reveal our, our recording schedule to the viewers here. Because we're both but, more, we're all dorks okay. here because we don't have like what a life. What's going on here? 
Okay, so basically, uh, I don't know if you have got if you guys have heard about this, but there was this very popular Netflix film which was released like uh, last week, and it's called The Squid Game. Oh, Squid Game! Yes, sir. It is so yes. popping so, right now. It is very popular, and you know, like watching The Squid Game because I've watched it. Oh, you watched it? Don't watching spoil it, please. It, I won't spoil it, but I watched it and. To be honest, you didn't feel that it, really did you? got me thinking, right? That really, I did. It's a great film, but like, it really got me thinking because it's. I, I'm not a person who enjoys horror or thriller films, right? And this is exactly that. And for some reason, I resonated with it, and it really ah. got me thinking as to why and what really makes a good film a good film. You know, right? So you, so you went about like way it might not be of the fact that i don't like horror and thriller it might be you know shared characteristics from horror and thriller that kind of turned me off you know what i'm saying exactly right and and one of my leading theories is a lot of the times a majority of the population when presenting their views hello yeah we're here hello? we're here bro we're here bro we're here i'm, okay. I'm just letting you roll Okay, I'm sorry. I'll cut this part out. So basically, my idea was that a lot of the times, a majority of the population of the world, when sharing their views on their favorite films and what films they think are really good, are often based on popularity of the films rather than their own perception of quality. And that really got me thinking. And that's why I wanted to talk to you guys about it. Like, what are your favorite films and why do you actually like them? And let's see if you can find some connecting parts, which all of us share about liking a film and hopefully arrive at a conclusion. Mm. I I do get what you're saying. Like, for real. Um, Now, hey, I would like to say, first of all, this movie, uh, I have not... I have not seen it, uh, mainly because I, uh, I haven't had access. But, it, okay, it sounds like, okay, so it's a game show where there's, like, if you don't win, you die. Oh, yeah, how yes. do you know about it? So you know about it, right? Okay. Well, no, I mean, like, uh, I've heard about it, but I haven't seen it. And uh, yeah, the main yeah, thing yeah. is that, like, uh, uh, I, have a very, I have a very short amount of free time to, like, yeah. binge watch anything, but... You know, there's also, like, here, just to show my age, 1987, baby, Arnold Schwarzenegger did The Running Man, which was a game show. And I think there's a lot of throwback to this. It's a game show where you, like, you have to, like, it's like kill or be killed. And, like, it's kind of, it's almost like Hunger Games. And Hunger Games seems like, almost like this Running Man type of thing. So, I, I, like I said, I don't know, just by the, the description alone, it's almost like a throwback. It's now becoming what's called a trope, right? Something like, like that's almost like a, a thing that we're familiar with. And so familiarity, you know, beckons, um, you know, the, the masses to come and watch it. I'm not saying that's bad. Again, mm-hmm. Stranger mm-hmm. Things, like that's, like I thought that was an awesome series. And yeah. it was, you know, it took place in the mid 80s. Because like, uh, so, throwbacks, but it also was entertaining and, you know, all that jazz. But look at me, I am showing my age. All that jazz, gentlemen. But uh, so there's that. I think there's that element to it. 
Um, but I'd have to do just by, I mean, just by hearing the premise, I have to go into it and uh, really delve deep to, to really deconstruct in uh, Ruhan's uh, example. Um, yeah, I, but mm -hmm. I, go ahead, you, you go ahead, respond to that. Yeah, uh, another thing is definitely like, I think from what I've heard, a lot of people have been saying that the first episode is kind of off or like at least a segment of it. So that kind of got me thinking like, should we really judge certain films off just like, uh, you know, the, the, the introduction or like, you know, that little beginning of it? I have something to say on it though, actually. Like I have a, a, a relatable uh, feeling. So basically I think I might be, uh, pissing off a lot of future pick these up listeners, but I personally picked up the Harry Potter series. Mm, I've yeah, read right. like the first few chapters and to be honest, did not resonate with me at all. And uh, that was the only reason I never picked it up again. Yeah. I will admit like that does happen. Like, cause like you expect them to be banging, you know, you expect them to set a good impression. And I think that's really important in the film industry, in the movie industry, in any sort of industry. You always got to set a good impression. So I think that's really with the author right there, because you got to set a good impression to keep people going. Because a lot of the times I feel like, you know, like films, especially which are running in series, and I, I feel like they have full right to do this. But that's the point, right? If, if you have a series of films, you have to go watch the first one. And what does the first one do? It hooks you into the story. Exactly. And a lot of the times, you know, like the famous saying that never judge a book by its cover. I don't think that applies in the industry because you really just do have to judge a book by its cover. Yeah, definitely. Because another thing is you don't want to waste your time. Time is money. Exactly. Know? So when it comes down to it, it's like, you know how people say, oh, keep watching it. It might get better. But, you know, I can't keep watching something for seven hours, hoping that it might get better in the last hour. So, you know, uh, I do completely agree with you there. Exactly. So we're talking about the hook. It needs, you need a, a hook. Just like a, right. like a song or, or whatever. You, it's got to, yeah, it's got to draw you in from the get go. Um, yeah, exactly. Now, and I and I understand this phenomenon too, and it's something to do with like with the the binge watching culture that's come about in the last nine, ten years, where like you can sit down and like, okay, I'm going to invest a good three hours and of, of removing myself from life to to you know invest into the show because they're like it's going to get good. I mean, you you got to watch it from the beginning, but by the by, by episode three, oh my God, it's it's yeah, exactly. Fucking exactly. awesome, right? Exactly. So, like, uh, uh, um, so, and that, and that is also something about there's a freedom to there's an artistic freedom to to uh, writers and performance artists that that they can they have they can take their time with things, which is so. There's that going on, and then at the same time, there's this culture that, like, you know, the TikTok culture was like 15 seconds. Got to get you. Got to do my wow in 15 seconds, you know? <laughs> so it's like, uh, That's so, the, you yeah, got, yeah. so you got this like confliction, like conf, this conflict uh, cultures going on simultaneously, which I think is uh, quite interesting. Now, so now 
Ruhan, again, make a good movie. Yes. What makes a good film a good film? Now, Squid Game, this is another thing. Like, is Squid Game considered a film? Because, you know, that's a that's a drama, and it's got seasons and episodes. Oh, I, I think like what he means by film. Culture. I yeah, just I know like what you're film, saying, I, I guess, means, is a yeah, way yeah, of... Saying something that's It's like, like I want to narrow down to, like, the field of art and basically creative creation, but... What I mean yeah, by exactly. film is like almost anything with a plot, a storyline, anything. Yeah, because like film, film right. is like okay. it's, it's a broad word. Because like when it comes down to it, there's no specific word to say. You know, like TV series, films, and all that into one that I know of. Right, right. The thing is, wait, I have I have something to say really quickly. And the thing is, like Mr. Davis said, like the the binge watch culture and the idea that. Uh, Netflix and such OTC like long-term season uh, epi- like season-based drama and films are they didn't really come into popularity until like the last five or six years that is extremely true actually and that's like- very surprising like the, the growth that sort of platform has experienced over the past like five years is insane and i think that goes on to show that a lot of the times the viewers are not really hoping for like quick dynamic action all the time a lot of the time like if you look at these season-based like episode-based tv series they they return to the like original principles of books and novels and how people used Mm. to write series of novels and Mm. really brings you back to those type that type of entertainment and content. It's very I com- intriguing. I completely agree because uh, uh, personally, I am more of a TV series guys over a movie guys lately. Because I feel like, you know, movies end up, usually end up being a one and done. And I really don't like that about them because like, I'm a guy that kind of wants to find out what happens, you know, what happens next or something along those lines or just getting a more, you know, deep connection to the characters and the storyline. So I think that's what TV series right. works there's extremely not, well. There's not enough time for the characters to like grow and exactly. change, and like, like by a, in the season or in a, over a couple seasons, like the hero, the protagonist could become the antagonist. Exactly. Like, and the you know just like in I think a great example of where mm-hmm. that's really that really was where that happened, like for the first couple first times, were like you know Mad Men. Uh, 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 oh my God! The uh, the the uh, meth head, the chemist gone meth head. Yeah. Um, Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad. Oh, Breaking like, Bad. That, was a, yeah. Yeah. A, yeah. that took it had to take those that many seasons for that for us to go through to justify the change of that of Brian Cranston's character, right? Exactly. Heisenberg, right? Is that what his name? Heisenberg. Yeah. yeah so wait, like, I have a. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wait, no, continue, Mister Davis. So, you know, just to get back on track and get really specific to where this argument is going, I think we should just list out like a few of the all time favorite types of uh, literary content that you consumed. Mm. Like you mean like books too or like no or just films? Uh, It'd be better if it's like more visual. All right. Uh, you know, huh. visual. We're talking if about quantity case, or just what we lo- 
just love it. I, I, like, oh yeah, if that's the case, then like hundred percent a series I'm not done with yet. It's called Power. I think it came out in 2014. It's a great series. I I just really like the way everything is and like they set everything up so perfectly. And from what I heard, there's like continuations of this, and like it just it's so consistently good to just keep on going back to this uh, TV series. That I just you know I love it. I love it. I really do. And like you know, whenever mm-hmm. there's a, a certain event that happens, whenever something happens, or especially something significant, there's an impact on characters. And you know, like you know how usually films they only care about the main character, but what they do here uh-huh. is that it also affects a lot of the side characters It affects uh, characters that are tied to the main character brings a whole nother story. And you never know when a side character or, you know, a character that wasn't considered significant could become a big part of the story. And I just really love that because you could be in love with uh, one of the characters. For example, I personally like um, the main character's son. His name is Tariq. And he's actually getting a chance to like, just, you know, kind of, he's turning into the main guy in a way. And I like the way they're kind of setting him up there because he's a character I've always liked. Mm-hmm. Mr. Davis? Uh, for me, um, we're talking about that, that they, uh, the opportunity for characters to grow and develop and taking time. If we're, if we're talking about a series, like, um, I, I'm just, I love Bill Hader. So like Barry, this like actor slash you know, assassin, love that. And uh, so there's like... Wait, can you say the name again? I didn't catch it. Barry, B-A-R-R-Y. It's, it's something... I, uh, it's ah, the, I think, I think the, I've heard of that one. Yeah, and the... the I just think it's... Uh, like I said, it's like Bill Hader used to be on Saturday Night Live and he's hilarious, but he doesn't... He, he gets enough time to really show some acting props and get, um, you know, you can't help but to be, have a little bit of an existential crisis when you're killing people, right. Or trying not to. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, there's this, uh, you know, there's a moment where like, he's there, like there's a, some kind of weird otherworldly Kung Fu fighting, like, like keeping him, you disconnected for a bit. Yeah. Uh, should we just like keep going on? Cause like I do have another thing seventeen. Yep, I'll note that down. Uh, editing out seventeen, like seventeen fifty. Okay. Disconnect. All right. Should I just okay? I like that. All right, good, all right. Here, let me just list them off. I, I'm gonna. I, I love the good place. It's over now. But that, that I thought that was a great like way to play with philosophical uh, uh, ideas. It's a great way to debate. Um, I don't know if you ever heard of that. Uh, and these are uh, yeah. that's a, definitely a, like a comedy for the most part um, mm-hmm. but I thought that was hilarious and also interesting and then um, uh, I, I still love even though now it's like four four years old like uh, Get Out like that was like that movie was like I love the fact that it was it was like it, is it a rom-com is it like or and it starts out that way but with like an interracial couple and then it turns out mm-hmm. to be this like almost satirical horror movie and yeah. uh, you know it re- it turns all these like uh these like i was saying about tropes it turns all these tropes like kind of reverses them i really i i really 
love that movie. I, I could I've watched that like four times, four or five times. Wow. I can't help it. Um, that's, that's so that, that's a great movie. Um, uh, but it's like yeah, it's a like a, and plus I'm American, so like that it's all about like this American culture and about this like, um, this like, this racism that's just embedded in in America. <laughs> so yeah, uh, it it brings it out. Anyway, so um, okay, uh, that's me. Well, I personally am not much of an avid TV series watcher. However, I uh, one thing I've noticed before I introduced my favorite films is uh, all of your arguments regarding why you really prefer a series. Both of you almost are. Re- it's really about character development. Pretty much, yes. I, it's I about agree. how much you can associate with a character. Not really associate, but just really how much you can yeah, understand just, a character yeah, and yeah, basically just, his or her journey. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, just kind of like your own kid. So, so my question for you then is, how much do you think the actor playing that character, which you basically watch a whole TV series or a film for impact the quality of your attachment or bond between you and the character oh a lot a lot the the actor has to fit the character they, they gotta get it like a spot on they gotta like not only visually fit the character but they also gotta kind of you know have that you know extra edge about them that you can just say damn this guy knows what he's doing or, or matter of fact, you don't even say, damn, you know what he's doing. You say, damn, is this shit for real? You know, like, that's that's, that's the type uh-huh. of thing that you kind of go, wow. You know, this guy, he, he's great. Because, like, when, when you read a book, you have this image in your head. But when you watch a series, right. this yep. image is kind of, you know, it's right in front of you, but it got to look bang on right. And when it looks bang on right, that's when you know mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, this is good. Because you never want to, like, you know, start something and you go into this thing and you're like, oh, I kind of imagined him to look different or, oh, he doesn't really fit the character he's playing or whatever. And I know this, um, I know this is an argument that is kind of bad in a way because it it does kind of um, stop diversity in a lot of ways because I know uh-huh. um, a lot of comic movies, people say that they shouldn't be played by... Um, any other races that aren't white because you know the comics were white and yes. whatever but <laughs> the, the <laughs> comics written in 1945 yeah, yeah exactly uh, but but not necessarily but by that but i feel though, i feel it's but, more about the actor not like he's you know skill, skin color or anything but but the thing is like you don't have to feel bad about your arguments it's your personal opinion if you can back it up with your own logic and plus this is not harming anyone so First of all, that and second of all, I got to give credit to the actor because like, okay, so a good actor can make a, an okay script or story. Good. Like, like, like Meryl Streep is like, or, um, let's see. Um, uh, I saw 21 bridges, which is like, the Uh film is not a great film. It's a good no, film. It's, but the, the story's not that good, I don't think. But like okay, the yeah, acting, yeah. It, it, it brings that, it, that's what makes that film good. So um, 
that's, I mean, that's, that's what I think. I, I, when I watched, I was like, you know, this story is kind of like, okay, it's pretty simple. And even the end, they had to like tie it up real quick. And it was like, kind of like, uh-huh. okay, this guy just comes into the house. It's, I thought it was, you know, I'm, I don't want to do any spoilers, but like, uh, but Wait, Junior. Acting. Just for your knowledge, the the main actor in Twenty One Bridges is uh, Chadwick Boseman. Oh yes. Like his, like one of the rest in ones. peace. Rest okay. in peace. Rest in peace. Yeah, yeah. Ch- Chadwick is great. Yeah, but Chadwick is like great the, at what but... he does. Mm. I don't know. I, I don't know if it was his last film. I have to check that out. It could be what, Five Bloods or whatever it's called. Five Bloods. No, I'm pretty sure it's Chadwick Postman. I have the I have the Wikipedia page open. No, no, no. You're right. It's him. I'm just saying. I I forget if it's his last film or if it was like, uh, The Five Bloods. Because that's also a good film. Uh, um, if it was, I think like he was filming like a good amount of movies like um while he was going through cancer leading up to his death. And I think those were honestly his best movies. Yeah, because that bastard knew he was dying and he was keeping a secret and he was trying to work as hard as he could. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, that's really really sad to see someone so talented. Exactly. It's sad, but it's so inspiring in a way that, like, you know, a lot of people would have just gave up. A lot of people would have just, you know, uh, lived with, with, you know, just dying. But, you know, he was like, he wanted to be better than that. He wanted to leave, leave a legacy. He wanted to inspire people before he went. And I think that really just mm-hmm. showed us what type of person he was. Just the dedication he had to his craft. Okay, guys, right. one more so- question, which I want your input in before I proceed to share my favorite films is, uh, like Mr. Davis said, that a good actor can make a decent script work. So my question is, do you think a good film is determined more by the character or the plot? You mean by the actor or the plot? No, the character, the, the actual character, character like his, oh, character his, or, his or her development. Well, I, uh, I'll chime in right now. I don't think you can you go first. Uh, yeah, differentiate. Yeah. I can't differentiate between character and plot because, like, usually characters have to be put into a situation where they're forced into a moral dilemma, some kind of conflict, right? So if, mm-hmm. if the character is interesting, that moment where they're forced to have to make that decision that drives the plot, you know, mm-hmm. then it becomes like a good film. So that you can't. I don't think you can tear the plot and the character. There are character films, like there are films where they're like, here are some famous historical figures. Let's right. show them in a, in a room talking to each other. Um, and, you know, uh, again, I, nothing I guess a good happened. example of that sort of a film, which I really enjoyed, was it's called The Man from Earth. It's basically mm-hmm. just a bunch of dudes sitting in a room talking about something. I won't spoil wow. it. And it, no, it's, it's just, just right. it's a great film. It's a very plot centric film, but it's a good film. Wow. Um, I agree. I, I think, I think, okay, here's the thing. There are things that happen between scenes in characters' lives. And if you're just showing only that, then it's not going to be very interesting. Right. Yeah. So here, here's an example. I look okay, at okay. Uh, there was a Andy Kaufman like 
historical movie done by again i'm showing my damn my damn age uh <laughs> and played by jim carrey like in the mid 90s right no no 99 uh oh, like jim carrey like, uh, he is a great actor i love him. he he did great but like i mean what was the the movie what was the the, the plot was i don't know i wasn't uh i liked the the performance i liked the character but i like the plot was not something that i thought was Ah, so you didn't find the plot appealing. I feel, honestly, now that I actually hear what Mr. Davis has to say, I'm going more with the plot over the character because a good character can save the plot, but I don't think, you know, uh, a movie can really save the plot. The movie's absolute shit. Yeah, Like, dude, where's my car? Or something like that? Exactly. Some kind of... Exactly. You gotta have a plot, Mm -hmm. like... That, yeah, that exactly. Sucks, like, even if you, yeah, <laughs> even if you got Robert De Niro and like you know, Sidney Poitier, a lot of the famous guys. And That's girls. what I'm saying. Like your plot, your plot can be shit to a certain extent, and an actor could save it or a character could save it. But you know, once it's like really down there, man, then I don't think there's no going back from that. The plot is really, really important. <laughs> So guess like if if I were to put a conclusion on this argument and I'm going to ask you guys if it's correct, it's sort of like a character, a good character can like a good plot can exist without a good character, but a good character cannot exist without a good plot. Definitely not. I don't more often than not. More often than not. Yeah. Because like the thing is, the character. Now you're talking about the actor. So hang on, hang on. Well, no, okay. no, I'm talking so, about the character. Did I did I say actor? No, you, I think you said character. No, you said you said that you were you were comparing character to plot and and uh, like the uh, if a plot is truly interesting, there's been it, that if the if there's not enough given to the character in the script or in a play or then it's up to the actor, right, to make mm-hmm. it interesting yeah, so exactly. like yes. uh there's like you know you can have some sh- like shitty shakespeare and you get some badass shakespeare and oh. they're both the same play with the same plot but it's uh yeah. there's not there's a lot of freedom there and especially a lot of freedom because it's so antiquated you can play with the wording um and uh you know make it your own so like i i, I honestly now that i'm i think it's a combination uh, as we're talking through this, that yeah, plot, you know, is 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 probably the foremost. Um, now, because you know, then you can you get your character, but just like uh, you know, if you remember grade nine drama, right? We're just talking mm-hmm. about like motivations and the underlying, you know, what does this character want more than anything in the world? Like yeah. you know, that you, uh, the, the actor gets well, to decide, right? I'm gonna I be honest with you. That, that plot was horrible, by the way. It was a horrible plot. <laughs> Just that don't, out don't, expo- don't expose his drama classes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't put any more kids through that <laughs> horrible plot. Oh no! Um, the, the objective and what going to go stalk people or. Uh, 
Oh yeah, that was oh, horrible. Yeah. That, that, that was, was a bad. horrible. Experience. That was bad. That, that was, was yeah. Bad. For Listener, for anyone who's I, unfamiliar, a, this is. I'm a licensed out. teacher. I told I told my students who paid tuition to go out on the weekend and go chase down strangers and observe them. Oh, Let me be a hundred percent honest with you. Not only was that just like a horrible like, idea, you idea. You, you were, but I don't think anyone you, actually did I that. I remember yours. No one it. actually did that. They probably huh? all just made it up. <sighs> I know you did. It was obvious because it wasn't real. You were going for the laugh. I could tell. <laughs> I mean, wait, yeah, Junior. I I do remember Juniors. It was about the the boy who buys Jordans and yeah, and, and he Jordan. plays basketball. Give me the ball! Give me the ball, man! Give me the ball! Yeah, yeah, like the guy who sucks at sucks at the thing, but is super rich, so he can afford the the best shoes. Oh yeah, but that's yeah. nothing. But like, yeah, I feel exactly. like there were some realistic ones, but even they were all like fake. Like. I'm going yeah, to be they, very real with you, Mr. Davis. Yeah. Um, yeah. The thing well, is, look, it, it, look, look, yeah. look. Let me like, let me be 100% honest here. Like, We're getting way Mr. off Davis track, but yes. Before Mr. Davis says anything, actually, at least you brought some sort of creativity to these people. Because when people have to make something realistic up, they will make it good. <laughs> they will make it good. Because yeah, honestly, I, some of them were very interesting. And like, you know, I found it quite amusing to see just a few people act. And try and you know make it just seem impossible for Mr. Davis to guess that they just made that stuff up. Also, Mr. Davis, to be honest, like performing realistic acting is much more difficult than being over dramatic or over the top or extremely sad. It's just so much more difficult to be someone else while sting still being real. Ooh, that yeah, I was really too much. It's asking too much of grade nine is what you're saying. This is, should have been like, uh, I should, it's, that's uh, too much. And plus they're not, it's not, it's like a forced class. It's not like, like uh, people will only invest the time and energy to do that if they really have a passion for it. Right. And like, you can't, uh -huh. like, you can't fake it. Like you can a science lab or, you know, I can, I don't have a passion for, you know, Hook's Law and, you know, <laughs> elastic, elastic potential energy, but I, I can learn it and yep. do the test, right? So, yeah, anyway, we're getting mm -hmm. way off track, and I don't want this to be a... I mean, that's what it is up. <laughs> that's what it's about, you know? We're picking up topics left, right, and center. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so uh, yeah, so let's just get back into this. So now I'm going to talk about like some of my favorite films and let's just let's just basically uh, like yeah. critique everyone else after this. Okay. So basically, you know, like I'm a big big science guy. Yeah. And like I have like two types of really favorite films and like one of them has to be like multiple of them have to be like just christopher nolan sci-fi films oh baby you speak I exactly totally, i left them oh, out of my the, head man there's so many good ones there's like so many good, Tenet, I, if we're good, interstellar oh, wait christopher nola uh, nolan from what from the movies i've oh, seen yeah. already yeah yeah 
like his in- Joker series like was the oh, best yes. superhero yes. films I've yes. ever seen. Not the Joker, yes. the Dark Knight series was I impeccable. loved the Dark Knight. I loved it. It was definitely a uh, number one superhero film, the Dark Knight. Yeah, I yeah, loved yeah. it. The I watched Joker, that over and over as well. Yeah, the Joker was just wow, wow, wow. Heath Ledger, <laughs> yep. hats off. It was amazing. Uh, that's rest not taking that. Yeah, rest in peace. That's not taking anything away from uh, what's his name, Christopher, <laughs> the other guy, um, Batman. Who was Batman? No, no, no. Christian uh, Bale. Christian Bale. Oh, um, Christian Bale. Christian Bale. Christian Bale. And Christian Bale. That's really not taking anything away from Christian Bale because he was Didn't amazing he? too. But like you know, it's crazy. Everybody thinks about the Joker yeah. first, and that was a new approach to it. Like it was always about you know more Batmanish. Yep. But, you know, there's no Batman without the Joker. There's no Joker without the Batman. You've seen, like, I, I know people exactly. say, oh, but there have been movies that, you know, Batman wasn't, you know, uh, fighting against Joker as the main antagonist. But nobody remembered those movies for a reason. You know, there's always got to be a Joker for a successful Batman movie. The thing is, you know, what makes Joker such an appealing character is the fact that he, he is not a super buff antagonist with, like, extreme amounts of money or like some troubled source of power it's just a very clever human being that just plays with your mind until you cannot handle it and there's just some really big appeal about that and i can totally see why i think it's his unpredictability he's unpredictability he's unpredictable he, he forces humanity to make a choice, like a moral choice. This is like, exactly. like he's the gr- prime example of like plot points where it's like, all right, <laughs> do you blow up the other boat or, <laughs> you know, mm, exactly. it's really, um, yeah, it's, yeah. or do you have faith in the other boat that's co- that they wouldn't destroy you? You know, it's just insane. And it is maddening. And it's just, it's a, it's a, it's this underlining madness of humanity is like, what is the right thing to do? How do we, how do we navigate through, you know, being alive in this crazy, crazy world? I, I don't care who you are, how old you are, like the choices, what you decide to do, it, it can be maddening if you think about it. So, yep. I mean, that it's, everyone can relate, relate to whether on whatever scale, whether it's all Gotham exactly. or just like, in your household yeah exactly like so wait so before we continue i'm just gonna i'm just gonna be like a mic hog for a second but i think like you just made me come in my pants i just have to say (laughs) christopher nolan like the the interstellar man that too like oh yeah that was so amazing that was like i still got interstellar impeccable film interstellar inception the dark knight trilogy he has a thing with being in things dark and also a a lot of a lot of the time a lot of the people did not like the film tenet and i think that's unfair because they just watched it once and tenet is like a film that you just can't watch once and say anything about it's it's meant to be paradoxical. It's meant to not make sense. And that's really the beauty of it. And I really just, I enjoy Christopher Nolan films like nothing of it. Well, now, I, here's I, a complete, yeah, yeah. now that we're talking about directors, this is a whole different angle I wasn't even thinking about. 
because you're, I mean, so Christopher Nolan does a certain type of film. He goes a certain way and you can, you can feel it. You can feel, okay, whoa, I feel like Christopher Nolan's like touching me. There's another, like another director that, you know, of course, it, I mean, and it has nothing to do with, this is more about stylization and characters. Just again, I, we're, I'm having a hard time pinning this down because like, if you look at Wes Anderson, I don't know if you like Wes Anderson films, but they're just cool. They're beautiful to look at the the way he used the frame, the colors, like uh, the, you know, the Grand Budapest Hotel is just like yeah. a beautiful looking film, right? And it's oh, it's enjoyable yeah. to watch. There's no swearing. And like, there's a whole, there's there's like a whole, kill, there's a prison breakout. And then there's like a murder of like five guards, plus the guy, the prisoner that kills them. Ooh, but it's wow. like, it's, it's kind of, you're so, you're so removed from it because it's like, there's a guy talking about a book you have to go you go like a couple segments back in time from one person to the next and this guy who talks goes back in time who wrote a book who had met a guy who was the little boy in the story who inherits mm -hmm. the grand budapest hotel so you're you go to this fantastical place which is it's really it's so well done that you like okay six prison guards got murdered and the prisoner got stabbed at the same time as the other person did. And you're like, oh, it doesn't even like, you don't think of, it's not like you're desensitized. It's just like, it's a storyboard. It's like a, yeah, you like just a beautiful painting. Yeah, you're, you're just like, mm -hmm. you know, you just, you feel like, wow, ignore that. You know, it's just so beautiful. Ignore that. Also, like another film by Wes Anderson. Wait, I'm just going to confirm if it's by him, but it's, uh, the Isle of Dogs. I love dogs. I don't know I if you've do. watched it, but Junior, we watched it in class, and it's like about these Japanese. Isle, Isle of Dogs. Yep, that's what I. What? Oh, I is, it, I is it like? Dogs. Is it like? Is it like the the cartoon one? The cartoon one is it? Yes, the stop motion. Yeah, yes, I'm not gonna lie to those, you. Right? I didn't pay enough attention to it, so like watch? what I did watch of it, I wasn't really messing with it. I'm not gonna lie. It right. might have been good. I'm not gonna lie either. I'm I'm not like a fantastic Mr. Fox or Isle of Dogs, though. That's just purely like masturbating with like prettiness because he's not even having actors now. It's just like I want this <laughs> here. I'm gonna manipulate. Yeah, these exactly. Because I but always like, feel this about the ah oh, dogs reaction rather than the actual. You know, let's you know let's actually do this movie shit. They're always more like ah oh, dogs, and you know. I think kinda... I think you really got the premise wrong because. The whole film is about a dog flu that spread through the city and everyone's just leaving dogs to die on an island. Yeah, I remember that. But like, um, what I remember was like the very beginning of the movie or something, all the girls in our class just keep on going crazy about how, you know, the movie is based on dogs. And they're always having this fight about, oh, this dog is cuter, that dog's cuter. And I'm like... They're about that to die. Yeah. They are about <laughs> to die. <laughs> Why does it matter which dog is cuter? They're about to die. Oh my god, these dogs are gonna die. Oh my god. Uh, you know, have to have exactly. A, you know, so it's, it's it has to it has to be, you know it's definitely catered to dog people, right? I mean, like if you're a cat person, you're already out. Yeah. Like as soon as you 
<laughs> yeah. But like uh, Rushmore, Life Aquatic, Darjeeling Limited, uh, mm-hmm. the Royal Tannenbaums. That's my first exposure. Was actually the Royal Tannenbaums. I love, I love those movies, and uh, they're all like they're all the stories are very catered to a, you know, probably a certain demographic, but like a, um. They're just like if you do the film work, even and it's all retro. I just uh, mm-hmm. I, they're beautiful in that sense. Um, uh, so that's a director that I respect for like these things outside. For some reason, I think the colors set mood and are like another character in the piece, kind of like setting the mm-hmm. they're they're really part of the setting. So anyway, totally different from Christopher Nolan in that sense. Yeah. Um, so Christopher Nolan is a dark. I like shadows. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, let's, but like let's let's, let's, let's spend thirty is. seconds. Thirty seconds filming dust on the floorboards, and later yeah, we'll know. Yeah, Christopher that Nolan's uh, the type of guy to put like I I forgot the name of the poem, but uh, do not go gentle into that good night. Like that was the main title track of all of Interstellar, and that's a that's a oh, relatively I I, dark poem. I think I've, I think I've, oh yeah, it's a poem, right, by, uh, Dylan is it, Thomas, is it Poe? Did, did Poe make Thomas. that poem? No, uh, no it's very, Dylan Thomas. Dylan Thomas. Ah, yeah. Dylan Thomas. It's very Poe, he's, they're both very similar, though, they're very, both very alcoholic poets. And dark. I, I don't, I don't think Poe was very alcoholic, he was, he was, he was a mixture of all of alcohol, opium, and just... Basically, he was a pastime druggie, you know, pretty much. Yes. Oh no, full time man. I'm not no, I mean, joking. By what I mean, by pastime, I, I, I mean like you know, like back in the day, druggie. Yeah. I do know that they. He was what the doctor said. What killed him was congestion of the brain. Now there's that. I know I should be laughing at this, but that's that's what that that was the the diagnosis. Well, the man died of congestion of the brain, Uh, brain congestion. Uh, That's crazy, but that's what they that's what uh they said. Um, Oh, it does not sound like a peaceful death. Oh no, I just yeah, I googled it. Really doesn't. Yeah, he he yeah yeah he did it didn't end well for that guy. Yeah. Um, no. Yeah, congestion of the well, brain. I'm looking it up now too. Yeah, 2000, uh, 2015. What am I saying? And I you we were looking this up earlier, Ruhan. I think with you. I think I told you the wrong death date. It was like he was alive before he was pre Civil War. Um, Edgar Allan Poe. Anyway, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, who cares? Uh, he's dead. Good. I like his bird poem. Good job with that. Oh, the guy mm-hmm. that got trapped behind the brick wall. Good job. But uh, anyway, um, dark. The cost uh, of are a we month off the rails? Yeah. I think we're off the rails now completely. We're not even talking I mean, about movies. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's get back. I'll I'll focus this back. So you know, it turns yeah. out all of us gonna, really like. Um, hey, engineer Ruhan. Ruhan is not only our uh, host. He is our. Uh, executive producer and engineer so you have a lot of work out of you trying to chop this up into oh yeah <laughs> i mean to be honest like my approach with podcasts and i'm keeping this in is like most of the podcasts i listen to like only two or three of them are actually scripted 
Right. Yeah, like so, it's, it's right. better to are, just yeah keep it clean, man. Keep it clean. That's because they all got bachelors, some of them masters in podcasting. You know, as a degree. I just went to podcast seriously. school. I think it's they're I think also, it's Podcast also, University in in Melbourne. I think is where it is. Wait, oh, no. no way. Bachelors in podcast. <laughs> if I'm being honest, <laughs> I. I I really wouldn't want to watch a podcast that I know is scripted. It, it just takes away the genuine from it, you know? Like, I just like... I mean, they're podcasts designed for different things. Ah, okay, okay. Yeah, there's okay, to be, right. it's like a radio show at that point from, like, the 1930s, right? Like, yeah, oh, like, like oh, for example, oh, 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 oh. like, one thing that, like, I know Mr. Davis also watches is revisionist history. Okay, That's so that, that makes complete sense, because, like, you got to stay on track on that type of thing. You you definitely yeah, yeah, have to stay on track. You can't you know be going. Up. Okay, yeah, we're getting really off track now. So basically, yeah. uh, so what I was the, trying to say uh, is like now we. What's the conclusion, Ruhan? I mean, Ruhan, we um, don't have to we don't have to come to a conclusion. But what I was just saying is like we we all seem to uh, we all seem to enjoy films with good character development. Not really good, I guess. Good is a very subjective word. More like in-depth character development and thorough right. character development and uh-huh. also a very broad plot nothing yeah, like yeah. simple yeah maybe. definitely honestly for me it's like it's less about what what the movie film is based on but more about just you know how you pull it off you know if you pull it off right, right. i think i'm mean, by, by, by that i'm actually being confusing what i mean is like I don't care about the genre. Performance I over. The, I just care about preparation. Yeah, performance, quality, all of that over the genre. Like a lot of people stick to one genre or, you know, there's a genre they won't watch. But for me, I'm really just open to anything. Right. That's that's good to hear. I'm just going to also inform you. This might also stay in the podcast, but Mr. Davis seems to be offline. Offline? Oh, yeah. He is off. Oh, you're offline. He, he's off. He's off. What? Oh, we've been going for yeah. 49. It, it didn't even feel that long. That's crazy. I mean, that's that's a podcast, man. Like, you just got to keep talking in it. Yeah, exactly. I, I okay, so yeah. Like, so what I, I was I saying like is... Because... Yeah, yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, no. Promote the podcast, man. We need subscribers. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I got my, my Instagram. For some reason, people starting to follow me and whatever, but it's whatever. I'll, I'll put it on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, no, don't. Um, yeah, we'll be promoting all over. Just uh, no, no, let's not talk about this on recording. Wait, what time is it? Uh, it's forty nine. Yeah, forty nine forty is promotion. I probably need to cut this bit out. Okay, so what I was saying is, uh, Mr. Davis has disconnected. So let's just carry this conversation, both of us. Yes. Yeah, um, he sent us a photo in the group chat, by the way. Yep, turn off VPN. Uh, so what I was saying is that, you know, from what Woo! Mr. Davis has said, and, and considering that we all enjoy Christopher Nolan and something which is very unique to his particular movies, is yeah. the idea that he doesn't stick to the norms of highest grossing films. So basically, I have a list out of the highest grossing films, and I'm just going to read out like the top three, uh, no, top I, five. The Marvel Avengers film, Endgame. 
Avatar from 2009, Titanic, Marvel films, Titanic from 97, and Star Wars Episode 7, The Force Awakens, that's when I released Avengers Infinity War, and a lot of these films people enjoy, but I wouldn't put these up with the best written Best too many. No, but like there's too many like films. Yes, too much exposition yes, now because they have to tie in like. I feel like those films are such bad story plot films, into something. What I'm saying. And it's like it's like yes. an action movie, it's like, right? Oh, Marvel is like, explosions. Yes, let's watch this you know, together at the cinema. I don't know. It's like a oh, Avatar, Jones. You know, it's a video game, like, so it must be a great Indiana film. Indiana Jones and Temple of Doom. He showed, he, I mean, it's not a video game. Shanghai. You know. Oh, it was. Oh, it's a video game after the film. My bad. Earned yeah, Marvel films. Yeah, should earn from this Chinese dude. He gives, he like trades him a diamond. We don't know where that diamond came from or what. Uh, exactly. You know, because you really, like, you really made a lot of people angry just by saying that. I don't need to know. This I is mean, what I'm the saying. joy of the film is it really? It's all about geeking out. Like I read the books and the comics, and I know, like you know. Look at them. Oh, it's all about like authenticity to something that's like, is it energy? But is it entertaining? I would say, eh, can we move forward? Um, like Guardian. You know why Guardians of the Galaxy? Guardians of the Galaxy was a really entertaining film because it was pretty isolated. Like when they start uh -huh. mashing them all up together, then it becomes uh, like it just. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. I... I, I really completely agree The thing with is, that. Mr. Davis, like, from what we have, like, come up to, up to this point, is that... Yes. Yeah, because, the, you know what, I know what you're saying, it's like, oh, the terminology for this is forcing. They're trying to force it. They don't let it come naturally. Yep. They don't let the development come oh, naturally. Uh, they just try also and like everything. like for example junior like the new thor films like thor love and thunder the new one that's upcoming and the latest thor film they were right. great entertaining films you know why because they were isolated and they were directed by taika waititi the same guy who directed jojo rabbits oh and he yeah, just, yeah, yeah like it's really about bringing like the, the a unique perspective onto something and that's before you disconnected mr davis that's what me and junior were talking about it's a lot of the times the good film like the ob i won't say objectively but the subjectively good films are ones that someone really thinks are different from like the bad films and that's where i think our question of the podcast switches is we're not really trying to find good films we're really trying to find objectively bad films because good films always tend to be subjective. Exactly. I'll say a quality film is something that you just like by yourself. You watch this yourself. You just sink it all in and you're like, wow, I really love this. Because there's so many like outside, uh, you know, outside things going on, outside opinions and outside uh, influences 
that can have you feel a certain way towards a film or that can hype you up to feel a certain way towards a film. And this is something that I sometimes feel for music is I might not like a song when it first comes out, but like when I see my friends start liking it, my friends start getting hyped to it, my friends start feeling a certain way about it, I'm like, oh, it's not that bad. And next thing you know, a week later, I'm bumping it as if I liked it since the beginning. And I think that's it's just kind of crazy to me that that, really, that that can just really happen. Mm-hmm. And like, it's just, I think also just star power. It's really just star power. Like Christopher Nolan, yeah. of course, is a great di- uh, director. He is a great, um, he, he is well known. But when you think about it, it's like Marvel's marketing is amazing. And not only do they appeal to kids, but they also appeal to adults. So like that age group, that age range is like so broad that I think uh-huh. judging by grossing numbers is just not, it's not um it's not a good indicator of a quality film. It's just really not. No, it's definitely not. Cause Mr. Davis. saying saying the most watched YouTube video is the best one, that would also you know, that's oh. it's just not, you know. Do you know that the most watched YouTube video is Baby Shark? Exactly. So, you know, when you <laughs> when you think about that you go maybe it's really not, you know, the greatest YouTube video ever. Like it should be based on the quality of the film, or maybe, you know, there should be a metric for it. But, you know, you can never judge a movie or a film, like, you know, to, mm-hmm. de- to deem it good, you know. Mm-hmm. Mr. Davis, you got something to say? He seems disconnected. Oh, no. That's what happens well, when, uh, you know, he's on the. I guess. The I guess side. we should conclude the. Uh, we should really conclude the episode here, and just to leave you guys, the new viewers, with a question: is if you want to comment down below, like if you're listening to a platform right now, we're also available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, YouTube, and on Spotify as well. So just experiment around with different platforms, see which one fits you. Go and listen there. And comment down below. Do you think objectively bad films exist? Because talking through this topic, we have sort of realized that the the real question we're trying to answer is: Do bad films like? Is there a film that everyone can conclude as bad? So, thank you very much for listening. And this has been Pig D's Up first episode. See ya.